Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Okay. Um, yay. I love podcasting so much. And we just did a little, little pre conversation, very, very brief, but it's made me really excited about what's going to come out in this episode. I know we're going to have a great conversation. Thank you for being here, Colleen. Um, excited, I think. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> There's so many just the little bits I know um, from an, from our brief Facebook message and this very brief conversation. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of layers to this conversation. Like there's going to be a lot of layers to this episode and um, it's going to resonate with a lot of people. So today's guest is Colleen Lindbergh and um, we're going to talk a little bit about personal story, a little bit about spiritual work, womb work, healing journeys, trauma. Like, I think it's all going to come out. Let's just see where it goes. Do you want to introduce yourself in whatever way feels good for today? And then we'll just start chatting. I love this. And, you know, like, I just want to say, Amanda, thank you so much for like holding this space for this conversation with us, but in the collective of the energy that you move Mm -hmm. this through, because you know, like this is a quote unquote serious topic, yet there's so much available for us to actually move through and learn through and heal through and understand through. So it's really cool. And, you know, like I could go into the like professional bio and tell you about all the like the juiciness I work within, but you know, what led me to this experience that we're about to go on is spirit is the spiritual pull. And everything I do is intuitive and everything I live my life in intuition. You know, I do that for business as well. I teach people about leaning into that and their mission here on earth. And it was a calling that came forth was like, it's time. And I was like, "Mm." okay, all right, fine. I'm going to listen. And this is how I got to here at this exact moment of time with you. So I think that's like the coolest yeah. intro I could give myself at this moment of time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll link to all your links and your professionally stuff, but that's exactly why I always start the podcast that way. I think, you know, we can start by reading a bio, but it doesn't, it's like, why are you here today? Why are we talking today? Like, you you felt the nudge, you booked the call, you showed up for the call, like what's happening in this moment that matters as an introduction. So, so good. Um, you have had abortions. How do yeah. you want to start talking about this? Um, where do you want to go? Do you want to start with your story? Do you want to start with your beliefs about abortion, your beliefs about spirit? Like, what feels like a good way to kickstart um, today's episode? Yeah, such a great question. And I'm like, where do we want to lead this? Right I know. Now? And I think like, let's own right off the bat, like just coming out of the gate is that I've had three abortions in yep. this lifetime, yep. two of them with one of my ex-boyfriends, another one with another one of my ex-boyfriends um, and kind of like amazing vibration of, what that experience was for me. And I say amazing on purpose going, there are exes in my world for a reason. And that whole action that moved through us didn't create us being out of relationship. But looking back on the decisions that I made in my life at the time that fit exactly where my life was, and even looking back now and just where my life is today, I'm like, I know I made the right decisions for myself at that time. And the energy that moved through, although... I wouldn't say I was intuitive, although I've always been intuitive. Um, But at the time I wasn't tapped in. That was like, you need to do like, you know, it was kind of one of those selfish quote unquote decisions that I made at the time. However, in the collective of like looking back, 
it was the best suited decision, I think, for all the parties, including the babies, including the energy, including my exes, including all of the people that would come after that as well into my world. And sometimes we don't think about it that way. You know, we're very much in tune with the actual dynamic of what moved through us and what happened at this period of time. But I think that there's so much to like unpack inside of that, those experiences for me and just knowing and understanding kind of the dynamic of that. So I think that's kind of where we'll open up the gate and. Yeah. I love how you, um, you know, I don't share the video in these. I only share the audio, but you did your little like quotey thing around selfish. And I think, um, I think sometimes it can feel humanly selfish in the moment or humanly like sporadic or spontaneous or like not well thought out. But I think more often than not, if not always, there is Mm -hmm. some element of like, spiritual path intuitive path like the human in you felt like that was selfish at the moment but like it was actually exactly the right intuitive decision to be selfish yeah. right like and yeah. they're using the little quotes again right <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm very visual it's... too so I'm like I talk with my hands all the time and yeah. I'm not Italian <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just think that's an important thing to say because some of you listening have reasons for your abortion that don't feel spiritual, that don't feel intuitive, that don't feel good. And you may not always feel that way about them, right? Like looking back, that story may change for you and you may realize, holy shit, that was the best thing I could have done. Um, at that, like, maybe it was my intuition saying, do this, even though at that time it felt really irresponsible or, or selfish or like out of character. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. intuition has no better way to communicate than to be like, just go make the damn decision. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like let's just move through. Well, and it's, it's interesting that we bring this up and I could take this a couple of different ways. And I want to make sure I hit all those points. I think they're going to be important as we move through this experience. And I call it that for a reason, because I really feel like we're having an experience talking about this and we're learning together. And even through this, like uncovering this energy between the two of us is actually really, really cool that we can be here together to support, to serve and maybe a different viewpoint than some people have actually even considered, which is where the juiciness is all the time. Right. So, but I want to just speak to the intuitive side because years later, um, a girlfriend of mine had two girls, like not together, like not twins, but separate times. Mm -hmm. And I started doing a lot of spiritual work about 14 years ago. So coming out of that space. So I was more so in my early early 20s and mid 20s. So just so everyone knows, and they're not going to see the video, but they're going to see a photo of me potentially. And I'm 42. Okay. Just letting everyone know. Okay. Like I've been around a few blocks, although I look like I'm 25. Okay. I'm going to own that. Um, But like in the space of time, it was like early 20s, mid 20s. And then coming into about the early 30s, my girlfriend had two girls. And mm-hmm. as I started my spiritual journey at the age of 28, I started diving more deeper into like soul connections and this dynamic that we're here on earth for purposes and and the soul actually entering into the body when we are birthing and creating kids and having kids. And I was directed and told, which I know to be true, even though I don't have evidence of, but I know it to be true spiritually and energetically that the souls that were waiting to come into my body, if I actually decided to birth these children into the world, were actually birthed into her and through her. So and I got to meet them. Full body yeah. chills. It's I so know, right? cool. Like, <laughs> so, and I played an intricate part in their world for probably the first eight years of their life. So mm-hmm. when I would come over, we would have this like super dynamic, intuitive connection. I would be teaching them about crystals and em- empath and energy. And I was that friend that was always there as a support. And even when my girlfriend's daughter, like, cause now it's like the latter part of, well, she's in the middle of her teen years. A couple of years ago, she would even yeah. just be texting me some stuff to hold space for her. And I didn't have to birth them into the world to be connected to them. And our 
energy was still intertwined. I know. And it was like, and it's crazy to think this way because some people are like, I don't believe in that. And that's amazing. And that I, I hold your truth, but Mm -hmm. this is true for me. And I'm just like seeing it come out and, and even the journey they were on. And I look at it and I go, maybe I could have made it easier for them. Maybe because my girlfriend has her own, you know, energetic dynamics and her own lessons she's learning and her own poise and her own trauma and all that stuff that I, I don't have. But I just was like, they came to earth anyways. Their mission is still active. It's not like they just left and didn't come. They chose another mother and another parents to birth into that they were coming now into new experience potentially. So it's just, it's been interesting to see it and feel it that way. And some people might be like, well, you're just saying that. So it feels better for you. Maybe, but you know. It's all good, right? I've said on that podcast so many times, like, that's what I choose to believe because it feels good. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, my spiritual beliefs um, are very, from what you've said, very much the same. Um, I've even thought, because I had my abortion, I've only had one, but I had it after three kids. And I knew I was never going to meet that soul again, because I do believe sometimes, like, Um, I had a miscarriage between my two teenage girls and I am that soul is my nine-year-old son. Like (laughs) like he just waited to come back. Yeah, to come back. But I knew I'd never meet this soul in that way, like through my body. But I've always been like, I don't know, maybe it'll be a neighbor or or maybe I don't like I don't know, but I do yeah have that belief that. Um, if we're meant to be connected, whether it's through this work or yeah. um, as in in some kind of human relationship, like it will happen and it feels good to believe that. And so such a good opportunity to introduce listeners to that idea that like you can change your belief systems about all of this, like what mm-hmm. feels good to you. There's no harm in believing something that feels good to you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so like, it's so true. And I actually feel like even, um, so they, they always say that children that pass before the age of seven come into earth for the parents. And Mm. right here, this moment of time, as you were talking, it was like, grace maybe gave you this mission through this experience to be able to help support and serve others. And that was the contract exactly that's what I feel like I'm gonna come in your energy for just a little while so that you can get activated to be able to lead this mission on earth and whether Mm -hmm. grace ever incarnates ever it didn't matter because the mission was this and when we start to kind of see it from and my whole body's in goosebumps I I know me too I love this conversation so much Like, and whether like, you know, it's like, sometimes it's hard for our human to believe some of this dynamic of stuff, but I have watched this transpire in all different ways and all different facets of our spiritual evolution and watching other people. And you're never going to believe this energy. And I'm like, oh no, I believe all of it. So like, what if that was exactly, exactly how it was meant to move so that you could create that ripple effect in the world and you wouldn't be authentically able to do it or hold the space here without it. Right. And it wouldn't be the impact that it's making and you wouldn't be able to attract the people to serve in the field of energy and the messages without that. Right. So I just, yeah. And I'm not diminishing the fact that, you know, the endeavor we go through and the decisions we have to make inside of the space are hard. I'm not saying that they're not, you know, like I went through my own fair share of like emotional releasing and the destitute energy and feeling like I was unworthy at coming out of those experiences. And like, especially after the third one, like how the fuck did you get here again? You know, like in that kind of space of energy, but when we start to heal through it and look at it from a different lens, we may see different things coming through. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think all of that is part of what we need part of what they come they come to us to show us right it's like we can we can do all that we can work through the feelings of unworthiness we can work through the identity change we can work through the um you know the the change in our life path like we that's all part of it right that's all part of the journey you don't I mean you 
you did tell me before we started, nothing was off topic. So, but you can always change your mind about that. Do you have a sense about that third, that third soul and energy? Like, I'm just super curious. (laughs) Um, Well, so the whole lesson and literally in real time, this is downloading into me, which I think is so fun. And I love that. this. That's so cool. Through. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they are incarnated again, if they are not really again, technically, because the soul doesn't come in until about month five, they say. So technically it wasn't incarnated yet in the space of anyway, yeah. it's a whole other thing, but I don't know. But the reason the third soul was an opportunity in my world was my last ex. um, When we were in our relationship, it was a very much a codependent relationship. And if I actually birthed the baby into this world, I would have been stuck in the loop of codependency because he maybe would have potentially, we may have stayed together because the baby, we may have created more of an energetic like let's call it discharge for like the actual mechanism of what we were going through in our relationship. And I would have been codependent on him. He would have been paying probably if we broke up a monthly income and it would have actually diminished my whole entire mission on earth. So when I made a decision, because I broke my codependent ties quite a few years ago, but that was one of my main lessons in this life was this codependency. So it's almost like I'm like, oh my God, like I just realized this literally in real time as we've been just talking about how that baby would have created more of an energetic tie. And at that time, it was like I was healing right off the bat that codependency when I said, I can't do this. And he was like, I don't want to have any other kids. And he's had three kids already. And his son was like 11 or 12 at the time. Yeah. And he was like, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, I feel you. And I get that. And I honor that. And I will like, obviously take it into this consideration of, do I have this baby without him? But I already knew it was a no. And I'm, I'm grateful of that, but I don't know. I'm not sure where the third child might be if they are, or if they came in as like, here's the lesson, or what are you going to do? You know? And I'm like, shit, you know, like, here we go again. But like, it was, it, it was an interesting time in my life when that dropped through. So. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, can you just define the word? So, um, I'm not new to this world of like, talking about spirits and mediumship and channeling and downloads and but as you said the word incarnated I started like I want found myself wanting to google like what do you mean when you use the word incarnated like yeah so like a a ceiling like some kind of like specific attachment to the body the flesh like yeah describe that word for me Yeah. So when a soul actually enters into the physical form to come into earth ready for their experience in earth. So the soul, even though like, so the body, the human bodies are creating an entity in a physical form, right? So like the sperm comes in, bursts the seed, we know all this mechanism, but the soul, the actual vibration of the energy of the actual being doesn't drop into the body until about month five. And in month five now they're set they're in they may tap in here and there to be like yo I'm around but they don't actually set in like I call it like coming down from the other side on a big ass slide like they grab their backpack they got their lessons they fist bump their spirit guides and now (laughs) they've signed the the contract (laughs) yeah they literally did here we go and they drop into the actual body and are here to stay so at okay. month five, month six, somewhere in that range, they're in now. They're in it. So something happens to the fetus, seventh, eighth, ninth month, the baby is actually in a soul. Like the soul is there. So, mm-hmm. And yeah. this is just to be clear for listeners, like this is one belief system, like I, all different people, different cultures have different belief systems. For sure. I'm all in with you. I love this. I, I think it's amazing to explore. Um, so in, in this, in this belief system, conception is basically an invitation to Mm -hmm. soul energy to explore. Like, is that, is that now that that biological conception has happened, um, 
is that a contract I want to enter? <laughs> I'm just like trying to visualize this. So yeah, like like the portal way opens. <laughs> I like we'll just <laughs> explain yeah. my connection to Grace, who mm. right? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you can tell me like it's all made up in your head, it's not an actual thing, but I'm just trying to like tease out all these pieces. Does she just like come in enough that we had a spiritual connection, but it Mm -hmm. actually had nothing to do with my body or I'm sorry, with that pregnancy tissue? Yeah. Do you, am I, am I, yeah. Tell me where where you're going. Yeah. So a couple things could happen in this scope. So what happens when the soul, the souls are ready on the other side? So they could be ready for years waiting. Like they're like, I'm here. I've picked the parents that I want to maneuver and there's op- there'll, there'll be opportunities for me to drop in. Whether the human decides it's time, they forget their birth control at one point, the condom breaks because the dude's using an expired condom, whatever. So there's like all these opportunities that show up and the souls are already waiting. So the soul knows the contract coming into play. So they, they, they're like, so Grace could have been like, okay, Amanda, there's a couple of options we have. You're either going to have an abortion and we're going to move through this pathway together and move this out. My body's in goosebumps here and move this out (laughs) into the world and start this actual mission that you've actually agreed to before you actually incarnated yourself to say, I'm going to take this on. So mind blowing. Yeah. Or you're going to make another decision because you have free will like Mm -hmm. we do in this earth experience. And I'm actually going to come in and birth into earth. Now I'm down for both because I've signed up to be your child in some way, shape or form in this, but I'm really hoping that you do this because we've got some work to do here. So you make a choice and you feel the choice for yourself and you know the choice. So Grace was already on the other side in waiting for you to make the choice. So you had been connected. There could have been a soul contract before you jumped in to say, all right, girl, when I'm 35 years old, you're going to be up to bat. So don't get lost in the ethers. Like we're coming for you, you know, like in that kind of space and things. And some people are like, oh, but I don't really believe that. And that's totally okay. And not everything in our life has been dropped in, in that mechanism that you don't have choice or free will you do, but there's some key pillars that have been aligned for us that we, those are the pillars we need to walk within. So they will show up. If you're not stepping into it, they start to show up more and more. And then we go into like, chaos and all the other dynamics of things when we're not actually stepping into what we're actually here to do. But that, that was grace, or that is the opportunity for all the souls jumping in. And they know maybe certain dynamics of that. Yeah. And so this, this helps offer perspective for those who want to, who want to connect with this perspective that it is a it is a way to see that there's no right or wrong choice. Yes. If I chose to carry that pregnancy to a term baby, whether her name was Grace or not, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like it's like you're gonna get where you need to go either way. There's no right yeah. or wrong way. Like my work as a human on the planet. I would have had different opportunities to do the same work, whether I had a baby or had an abortion. And so having, it's like, you could like kind of see it as a map and a path. Mm -hmm. And so in choosing abortion, I chose this path to the same work. If I'd had a baby, it just would have been a different path to the same work. Yeah. Okay. And different vibe and a different vibrational energy and different learnings. And maybe then you wouldn't be teaching, like having a podcast maybe on abortion because the authenticity wouldn't be there for you to serve that way, but you would be serving in another energy. Like maybe Grace would have come down with different lessons for you then, you know? Yeah, so, and right. then we don't know, we just know this is the choice we made and this is how we're moving. And we could play the what if game all day long, but it's like the choice that you made brought in this pathway that opened up in this beautiful experience for connection, understanding, opening up this conversation with people and holding that space for them too, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, it's an interesting thing when you start to actually lean into other possibilities through this yeah 
awesome. Okay. Ready for a gear switch? I'm ready for gear <laughs> switching. <laughs> okay. So um, let's talk about your experience over the past year since your abortions. Have there been points in your timeline where you worked through something related to having made those choices that you think a listener is ready to hear? Like, mm. like what's a stage in your abortion experience or healing or like whatever the word is you want to use to describe it that you haven't shared Um well, you certainly not shared in this way, but like <laughs> that you haven't shared and someone might be ready to, to hear. Yeah. Well, like, you know, I can go through all of the emotional influxes of what that all means, but I really feel called to actually share the work that I've been doing over the last year within my physical body of the womb work. Yeah. Right? So okay. great. As we understand, like, obviously when we birth children, they come through the womb. And yeah. for those of you that may or may not know this, like the womb is actually a portal way, which makes mm -hmm. sense because the body is birthed there. We create the body, we create the baby in our body and it comes out of that portal. And mm -hmm. that portal is actually an energetic connection. And it's a connection to divinity, to spirit, to God consciousness, whomever that you believe in, because it's like all of a sudden a soul is in us and a soul comes out of us. It's coming through a portal way. So when we um, release, let's say energy through us, that is more traumatic because having an abortion is not a natural thing. It's not a miscarriage where the body says, I am releasing this naturally. It is actually a surgery in some way, shape or form that we go through to have something extracted that is a natural part of our body. So therefore the body is in trauma. Okay. Whether we see it that way or not, it actually is because our body contracts the next day over, you know, the diaphragm has to close, like all of the actual medical things about it. And there's emotion that is stagnant there. We haven't cleared the energy of those babies. So years ago, I did some clearing on the womb because the soul, like there was still some energy from the souls that were there, three of them in that space of the ener the energetics, not the actual soul, obviously, the yeah. energy of the soul, the shadowy part that I didn't clear, the trauma that was still being held in the energetics of this thing moving through me. Mm -hmm. And so over the last year, I've been doing a lot of unearthing, um, which is like, you can call it going into the work of like the womb and finding out what is really being held here. Like why do, why is the unworthiness womb like energy coming through the womb? What does this feel like in my body? And really looking at, um, I went through a plant medicine experience over the last couple of months ago and that showed up in plant medicine with ayahuasca. And it was like, I just tipped the scale of it because I'd forgotten almost like, you mm -hmm. know, like I'm, I've almost mm -hmm. forgotten. And it was like, you got some work to do there. And I was like, noted. And then we went mm. back into the, all the other stuff I was in the middle of. Yeah. But then you showed up in my life and I went, oh, okay, okay. So it's time to actually start to speak this into the world because we hold so much shame, I feel, around some of this. And uh -huh. some of us are like, I can't, like, it's such a controversial conversation. I yeah. can't speak this into the world. People are going to judge me. And shame is the lowest vibrating emotion that we actually have in the earth experience on a vibrational scale. So if you are feeling shameful about this decision you made or shameful about the decision you're about to make, that stays. So I've had a lot of work to do around shame over the last even few months about why do I feel ashamed about this? Why do I feel like I have to hide it from the world? Why can't I fully step in and express this? Like not in a way like here's my billboard to talk it into the world, but in a way that's from a purity of being able to release it out and speak it out. And even to tell people without cringing, you know, to be like, yeah, I've had three abortions, you know, without holding the energy of like, don't judge me. You yeah. know, but now of like, yeah, I made those decisions in a certain state of power because of the fact that it was aligned for me at the time. Why am I allowing anything but that power to be held? You know, so mm. I'd love to just lay that out with you wherever you kind of want to take that because I feel like there's kind of a lot in there. Okay, I just want to know, like, 
when you said made that decision in power, um, even though for some people making the decision doesn't feel like they're in their power, um, there's making the decision in power. I, I do think that even the people who feel like, no, I, I was forced to do it. I have no control. There is a point at which you had like that you can identify. I did make that decision in power or some decision surrounding it. That's not my point. Okay. My point is I made the decision to um, have an abortion in power. And also I'm going to make the decision to talk about my abortion in power. Like when you're ready to share, when you're ready to say it out loud, whether that's like in therapy with me, um, on a podcast <laughs> yeah <apparently. laughs> with a, well, or with significant um, others even too like some people have never shared with their current significant other that they've actually had an abortion yeah. too right like even that intimate intimacy there like there's that even but please yeah. Yeah, continue yeah like I was just noting a moment where um you can stand in your power in your sharing And I think that's like, you were ready to do that, which is why you were Mm -hmm. like, I'm feeling, okay, I guess I'm about to go on a podcast and talk about my three abortions. (laughs) Apparently I'm showing up today. (laughs) But because you came to it in a way that felt like intuitive and authentic and clear, like you came today in your power. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what I'm saying about this, but I just want to note that like, if you're someone who has not talked about your abortions at all, or too many people, like, even if it didn't feel like you made that decision in power back then, like you can heal in power. You can start talking yeah. about it in power. Um, I just shared well, something like to, yeah, like, well, like they, we all make the decision in some way, shape or form for some reason. And when yes. we actually look back to that, right. And we look back and where, whether it was five weeks ago or it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago or whatever amount of time it is, something shifted in you to say yes to that decision or yeah. to say no to it. And you didn't even have an abortion. Right. But there was the power, not in a way of like, Ooh, here I am on my pedestal, all hoity toity, like in my energy, totally. right? so, so like the ownership you yes. take the ownership of the decision and then it creates a power in you because you're like, I own this. I own it. Yes. I said yes, because it moved in my field at the time, or I didn't want to have a child with that guy or like whatever the dynamic was of choice, you know? So. Yes, 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 yes. I absolutely. Um, someone shared this meme recently and it just says shame dies when stories are told in safe places um Anne Voskamp was the author of those words put together in that way um but yeah there's two pieces I think right that aligned for you right you decided something and you said this podcast is a safe place for me Mm -hmm. to talk um there is even though you may like, there's another layer of releasing shame by saying it out loud in a space that's going to become public. Um, and also you came in power, you came to that safe place in your own power and that, that really matters. So it's not because, because you can just tell your story. You can, some listener could go on Facebook and be like, I had three abortions and I don't care what anybody thinks about it. It was my decision and unfriend me if you don't like it. Right. Like that. Maybe for someone that feels safe and authentic and in power, but that's not what we're talking about. No, (laughs) it's none of those things. No. Um, so yeah. Okay whatever. Um, I don't remember how we got down that train, but coming back to your womb work and your physical body and the portal, um, what can it look like to step into that womb work and create more 
cleansing and healing and releasing um, whether you knew it needed to be done or not. Like, right. There's um, a potency and um, you may have heard of this in the work that you do, but the yoni egg. And I don't know if like you're, even if your people may know about it, but like, I've never used one, but I certainly have heard about them. Yeah. So there's a crystal that's formed in an egg that you actually insert in the vaginal tract. And when you get obsidian, it is the unearthing, uprooting shadow work egg. Like the energy is shadow work. So it's actually a crystal that pulls shadow. So when I was working with a shaman um, at the beginning of this year and she had me do some yoni steam baths. So literally clearing and opening up the yoni like the actual like the port away or the womb is called yoni and there's an actual energy called yoni like you actually call yoni in to your energetic field to help you move energy so I started working fit like in the physical body yeah. with with actual yoni steam bass and then she had me pick up two yoni eggs one of them meant for more pleasure oriented work. Like there was certain protocol and the other one was for uprooting work. So I started going through a protocol of moving energy through. And when I would have the yoni egg in, I would be remembering times, Mm. not just this lifetime, but other lifetimes too, of times where I disrespected my womb or I was disrespected in my womb and times where I didn't clear energy like these three abortions in this life where it loomed. So it was almost being uprooted in for me to actually look at these scenarios in my world, to look at who was I then? Why did I make this decision? Why do I still feel shame around this? You know, and whatever else comes through and comes up and the womb work is not easy work, nor is any shadow work. If you guys are familiar to that term, it's about going into the darkness within us to heal and look at Mm -hmm. why are we so drawn to these patterns? Why da 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 da? Like, why do I feel hurt in these things? Right. And the womb work is so potent for a female because a lot of our lineage, now we can even go ancestral, your Mm -hmm. grandparents, great grandmothers and all that. Some of them may have been burned at the stake in the 1600s as witches. Some of them may have diminished their voice because of the fact that they couldn't speak truth, you know, and there's all of that floats through into our DNA in the physical form, but also energetically. So Mm -hmm. when we actually step in to do healing in the womb and actually look at why do I not feel worthy? Why do I always live in lack too? Because abundance is directly associated with the womb and that dynamic of energy. There's a whole bunch of stuff that starts to come up inside of the space of to be able to honor and clear because a lot of us, you know, hold that shame with that. And some of you guys have done amazing work or they've worked with someone like you in the past. Don't mind my uh, cleaner that's back there. <laughs> if you see her on the video. Um, and in like you've worked with people, therapists and all that kind of dynamic space to actually move some of this energy out. But there's still energy that needs to be healed to move mm-hmm. and doing work with Yoni, doing Kegels to strengthen it again, actually changes a vibration in the body. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Can you describe what a remembering of a, a, you said remembering times either in my incarnation in this human body life or yeah. some other time, like, Um, I would imagine that remembering that revisiting of a time, just like any spirit work would be for some people, it would be actually seeing something, hearing something, feeling something, right? So it's going to be different for everybody how that comes to the surface. What was it like for you to like, can you think of a particular time that came back to you ready to, to clear or to see like what? What was that yeah, like? Yeah, so, um, so my gift spiritually, so when I actually channel, I get visualizations of stuff. When I'm in my normal human form doing my own work, I feel a lot of things or mm-hmm. I have a knowing of a lot of things. Yeah. So when I'm actually tapped in, I see the visuals of it all and I can go into the visuals as a human when I decide to tap in. Does that make sense? Of this mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So when I was doing this work, um, a time, a past life of mine, when I was incarnated as a woman in this life as well, I, I got raped. So that energy 
she came back into a knowing energy of mine. Now for mm. some other people, when they do this work, they may see that or drop back into the body. Some of the past mm. life progressions we can do to find out why we have certain pain in the body or why certain dynamics happen. We go back into that life, into the actual body and sometimes in these moments of time. So when you're doing some of this work, it's usually 99.9% uh, suggested that you're with mm. a mentor or someone's helping you through this moving through because sometimes we don't understand when we do the work ourselves or we don't have the knowing and then we're dropping into traumatic situations and creating more trauma instead of clearing the trauma mm -hmm. right inside mm -hmm. of the space of that understanding. So um, that was one of the situations that happened for me. I was also, um, in another life, um, like literally like cut up down there. Like you think about in, mutilation, in kind of, yeah, yeah, concentration camps and stuff, what they did to women, that yeah. kind of energy as well. So like, there was a lot, not just this. Wow. Life, so yeah. 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 There was a lot of other things. And this is actually, Wow. If someone's feeling this right now, I bet you, I, I can guarantee, because I've seen this happen time and time and time again, that that those lives are actually hindering you right now in this moment of time from moving forward without your knowing, like you don't even know, but if yeah. you're feeling this right now, you're like, something is there to move. Something yeah. is there to be available to move. Yeah. I'm sure I need to do this work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to my life. You know, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, one thing that came to me. Oh, oh God, I have two questions. Um, yeah. uh, one. Okay. I just want to take a note so I don't forget. Okay. Um, one that was, I asked you the question, like, how did that remembering come to you so that you could work through it and um what I realized or just felt obvious to me in that moment was it will come to me to you whoever is listening in a way that you can process so I yeah. think sometimes I'm afraid of that work because I'm like mm. I will see something really scary but I'm not a seer like I don't like that is not the way I receive information um, right. in my other, right? Like that's, I'm more like you, a feeler, a knower. Yeah. And so it was a good, like, it was a good reminder to me and to anyone listening that like, it, if I'm ready to move into that kind of work, it will come to me in the way that I can process. I'm not going to have this like, outer body experience where suddenly there's ghosts in my room and I can see them right like because sometimes Unless can... you're in my activation program no <laughs> you know because I activate spiritual gifts in that program so sometimes they come out and they're like but they're supported in a group experience. if a gift but is yeah, totally like it... <laughs> new to you yeah like maybe you will yeah. welcome in a new gift a new way of seeing but in general yeah. like you're gonna get the information the way you're used to getting information absolutely um so that that was interesting and then the other question I have is like um do you have children do you mm -mm. yeah okay so, yeah okay go ahead no, no say I was going to say, like, I, I went through obviously these experiences and there was a time in my life where I was like, I don't want to have kids at all. And then there was a time in my life where I'm like all in for kids again. And I'm at this space of, so I'm technically single at this moment and I'm open to the conversation with my partner that's dropping in soon about that. Cause I feel yeah. like he's going to want kids and uh -huh. there's a whole dynamic moving through that for me. But then yeah. Like a couple months ago, Spirit's like, you're having two still on this earth. We need you to have two kids. And I was like, fine. You know, like, I, just, I just got chills. Just, let, just letting you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I got a little charge when you said that. So, yes. <laughs> but isn't it interesting? No, like that, we don't know what that will mean. Like maybe you'll meet a partner who has two kids. Maybe you will um, adopt two teenagers. Like we maybe you will become pregnant with twins. Like we have no idea what that might look yeah. like. Um, I'll tell you a funny story though, real quick, but hold that question. Cause I know yeah. you want to ask it, but yeah. um, 
I'm channeling Mary of Nazareth, whose mother Mary before she actually had Jesus in okay. a circle next month. And my like moon time period was late this month. And it's not because I've been sexually active at all. And one of my clients was like, what if, what if you actually are impregnated with twins right now? Can that's the thing. And you didn't even have sex. And you could be like the next mother. <laughs> the next immaculate. <laughs> I was like, and my life would, that would be it. Like that's something that would actually happen to me and the work that I do, it just would you know? just like, throw that baton in to talk about controversial things. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I am um, my abortion. I, I thought I had an IUD in place and it had, it was not there, but yeah. I call it my immaculate IUD removal so that I could oh, yeah. do this work. So, there you go. Like, <laughs> See, exactly. Because <laughs> I had a different, I just told this story on the last episode I recorded, but I had a different IUD in place, like between two children, had it removed so I could have another. And it was like incredibly painful. So, and I then I had a second IUD and it disappeared without me knowing. I'm like, that is my immaculate IUD removal because it makes no sense. <laughs> Interesting. I love when things make no sense because like you can't make this shit up, right? You're just like, like how does one just drop an IUD yeah. without knowing it was, so, anyway my <laughs> my question was I um sometimes like those of us who are mothers like maybe we do healing work and then we welcome in a child and we um have done some of that generational healing work that, and then they won't have to do it right like mm. or I don't know that language wasn't quite right but like um as we do work and heal parts of ourselves like the generational lineage below us changes Mm -hmm. and I always get tripped up and confused like I've already had my children Mm -hmm. or you don't have children but the work the healing work we're doing is still changing the like I don't know is it all of humanity or is it is it within our lineage like you're smiling and like eager so I feel like you have something to say (laughs) that's gonna help this conversation go somewhere (laughs) everything is energy everything is energy. So whether the energy is already in physical form, like in your son, or whether it's to come in physical form with the daughter you're about to birth, all of it is energy. And I'm going to throw another ratchet into like the play is that when you actually heal, you don't just heal down, you actually heal up. Uh, Right. I've heard that before. Yeah. So the energy. Oh, it's so cool. I know always. So like, let's say, and it doesn't mean that you do the work for your mother or your grandmother, they're still going to have to humanly do the work and acknowledging it and move their emotions through, but the energy dissipates through all the line. So now what happens, your son, maybe he's 10 and you've done the work on self-worth and now are feeling worthy. You can help him the energies dissipate around him. So he doesn't feel the heaviness of not feeling worthy anymore. And now you help his emotional state and his mental state and his physical state to move into feeling worthy now, because you can move that with him. Whereas if you didn't do the work, you're still holding unworthiness. And how can you teach your 10 year old to be worthy when you aren't integrated there? Yeah. Right. So does that make a little bit more sense of like how we heal the line of this energy? Because then we can see it when you heal it within yourself, you can see it now in others. And now you can help your kids who then won't have that, whatever we call the trauma response inside of them. So when they birth kids, it's not even a thing anymore. The pattern's been broken. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just wanted to draw to, to everyone's attention, the idea that, um, you are under no obligation to do healing work, shadow work, any of it no. for others. But when you do, it does affect yeah. others. So for some people that might feel like an inspiration, for some people that might feel like a burden, never, like, it's not a pressure. No one has to do anything. But when you do, it is not just about you. It's about yeah. so much more. 
Yeah. So, so potent and so agree. Yeah. 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 And this is the, I think the real work actually in the world, you know, like, yeah, the nine to five jobs that we take on or careers pay the bills, but this is the real work, the connection within yourself, like that purity of your light of like really learning who you are and like self-love in the space of holding that. And, you know, through this experience, a lot of us diminish our self-love because we hold on so tight to the negative parts of this experience when if we can transcend it within us and if we can see it from a new viewpoint and we can move through it step by step, piece by piece, moment by moment, then it heals this dynamic within us and our connection to us becomes stronger too. So mm. we might have to record a different episode because <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> I think there's so much more to talk about, but also I do want to wrap this up is there something you feel a burning desire to say or to call attention to before we close definitely tell us where to find more of you where to find and I'll link it all of course but um is there something you know some listener needs to hear as we wrap up this conversation yeah I think I just want to like speak into your heart right now and just really like have you like hear me when I say this to you like it's all it's all going to be okay and you're mm -hmm. okay and you know mm -hmm. you you matter you matter in the world and no matter what you're feeling today if it's not as aligned you know or if you are like over this hump and you're like I feel I feel juicy in this or like it's expanded me in this process you're still okay and you matter, you know? So I just really want you to hold that in your heart today to feel that within you because the decisions that we make in our life only bring us into new spaces of awareness, mm. new spaces of learning, different dimensions. So yeah, mm. Instagram's my playground. That's what I say all the Good. time. So mm. come hang out with me there. However, as you can probably imagine, I have a very bold brand. So I do not uh, hold back in my brand. So come and play if you really want to expand in some boldness with me. Um, but yeah, like I, if you felt anything from this and I connected somewhere in the story, like hit you, I'd love to just hear about it too. Cause you know, I think each person has a story and as we keep moving through this, we get to expand in the collective and we get to help serve others through what we've been through. And I just, I just want to know, you know, like, thank you for being here and listening, but like, yeah, share it, share it with us. Let us know Amanda and I both, you know, yeah. You heard it and you're like, yes, or no, I hate you. I'll take that too. <laughs> 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 Whatever works, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm open. Thank mm. you so much. Again, like just barely scratched the surface of the places we could go in this conversation, but it was really beautiful and a gift. And I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to you. And, you know, thanks for holding the space for all of us here. So appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.